So we hit up Prince's today for, uh, you know, some hot chicken. The question did pop up, you know, if Edward's head already has, you know, a normal nice little sweat glisten on it just at room temp, how much does a uh, hot food kick that up on you? I mean, you, you're wearing do-rags, headbands. What's going on with that? A, I feel like that's an SAT question. Like, if the amount of sweat on John's forehead at 90 degrees is X per yeah, cubic you got to do the calculation. Right. Your head's like, turned to 90 degrees, sweat's just running the floor. Yeah, but I, I carry a little bandana thing in my pocket. Sweet. Got to wipe your head off. <laughs> got to make sure that it doesn't fall in the dent either. <laughs> oh, the good old dent. I could have used that today, man. Oh, that chicken killed me. <laughs> I'm still hurting. Yeah, I know. I really am. <laughs> Nashville will do that to you. My name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad Shrink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke. How y'all doing? How are you? I'm good, man. We uh, got a, one of our favorite guests with us again, the annual, uh, oh shit, hurricane's hitting Charleston. <laughs> MSP's like coming to visit day. trip. Yeah, I was close. Yep. It's very, very, has it been one year to the it's, day? It's, it's right there, man. Literally. Man. Michael St. Pierre, the government told him he had to leave and he came to Nashville and he stays at Zeke's Airbnb. So we always love every single time our friend MSP comes to town. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love it. I'll be back next year again, about the same time. <laughs> We're going to plan ahead. <laughs> Just make it a yearly thing on Well, your actually, there's actually another hurricane brewing, so I might be back next week. <laughs> I think we'd, we'd all be okay with that. Everyone except for downtown. Zeke, I haven't seen you. I was on vacation last week. How have you been? I'm good. Survived the one-year-old birthday party for the baby. I know I missed it. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was some good food. You would have liked it, but hmm, birthday party. Everybody came, went, whatever. I would have needed a towel with all that food. Well, wasn't much hot stuff, though. No? And kept it PC. Nice. MSP, how have you been? I mean, in the past year, I know we talk to you daily, but yeah. how, how You know things, exactly how I've been. How have things been? No, I've been people? doing really good, man. I've been doing really good. Hitting the gym hard. Switch all my eating habits up. Of course, Nashville's kind of destroying my, my so little thing. But. Have you pulled the weight room? routine downtown nashville absolutely not <laughs> don't be ridiculous you know where the weight room is hey, I'll, I'll check it out way. no from tommy boy when oh. he, by and he goes uh you know where the weight room is i'll check it out <laughs> i need to rewatch that john movie. that used that line when he's giving me the tour earlier <laughs> right <laughs> he is getting his first tour of the temporary studio for Dad's Drinking Bourbon here in wonderful Franklin, Tennessee, about 20 miles south of Nashville. So I make Zeke drive down from Nashville. So thank you for that. Well, you went on some tour recently. Was it an ARP or a Swingers Cruise or something? <laughs> well, I did. Yeah, you were on some. You said pictures all the time of it. Where'd you just go? Some trip? Oh, no, I was in Germany for work. <laughs> Swingers tour. <laughs> I, they were just swinging on a swing. Oh, Jesus. You guys are brutal. 
<laughs> Prepare me for this stuff. Hey, all I saw was pictures of food. I, I assume you were on holiday. What else is there to do in Germany? You drink beer and eat a lot of crazy good schnitzel. Oh, I mean, it was amazing looking. You went to the lake there, though, right? In Germany? Yeah, you didn't. Didn't you spend a weekend at the lake in Germany? No, no, no lake that I'm aware of. Oh, I thought I thought you did. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. <laughs> so we could go on and on about this for a long time and and catch up, but you know we'll make sure that we do that after we record this with some pours. I do want to get some of the administrative stuff out of the way, Zeke. I want to let everybody know that on September 27th. You and I will be podcasting from the Bacon and Barrel Festival at the Green Door Gourmet in Nashville, Tennessee. There mm, is going to be bacon. over 20 restaurants cooking something up on a variation of pork. I think bacon. there's a hurricane hitting in that weekend now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think my, did my invite get lost in the mail or what the hell? No, you, you are more than welcome to come back. And then there's going to be over 50 different pours of whiskey variations. There are going to be some things that are outside of whiskey, but super pumped to be a part of that event. I know, you know, Nashville Scene's putting that on, Bullet Bourbon. McCormick's Grillmates is going to be doing something with a special bacon thing for us. They're going to come bring it by and, and we're going to talk to them about it. So super excited for that. It's a benefit for True Green all the Nashville parks and rec, making sure that all that stuff stays good. You get to drink for a purpose. You get to drink and eat for a purpose. So if you haven't already, go to baconandbarrel.com, get your tickets. And I know we're going to try and do something fun like we always do every time we do a live event. You know Zeke and I will be having something up our sleeve. So go to baconandbarrel.com. I also want to let you know that we are sponsored by cascartel.com. It's like the Amazon marketplace of spirits. So, you know, it may not be something where you're going to go find a private pick. If you're looking for your Smirnoff vodka, you're, you're looking for Tito's, you're, you're looking for some good whiskey, some other stuff that you want shipped right to your door and you want that convenience, go ahead and check out cascartel.com. They're always looking of ways to make things better for their customer, which is you. You know, if you follow them on Instagram, maybe sometimes they send you samples. We got some samples from them. We recently got Blood Oath Pack number five. We have another one coming from them that we're going to be reviewing here soon. So go ahead, check out cascartel.com. Check out cascartel on Instagram. See what they have. Use that convenience. Have it shipped to your door. That is all the admin stuff. On to the show. On to the show. So Rabbit Hole sent us, and thank you very much, Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole sent us their new high gold Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is 47.5 ABV, 95 proof. It is a high rye small batch whiskey. It is 70% corn, 25% malted rye, and a 5% malted barley. It is non-chill filtered, and it comes in at a little over three years. It says three plus years, so we assume you know three and a half. It's not four. I assume three year and one day. Mm-hmm. You assume three year and one day. They told me three and a half. Well, I'm just saying, if I read the label, that's what I assumed. You yeah. ever see that thing in school where they, you know, put assume on the blackboard and you know underside, underline, you know, what happens when you assume you make a ass, ass out of you, you and, and me. me. There you go. <laughs> well, it is called Rabbit Hole High Gold. It's named for Christian High Gold, a German who immigrated to Louisville in 1850. He was a stone cutter by trade. High Gold built a mansion in the Point neighborhood of the city, decorating it with patriotic carvings and epigrams, including a bust of President James Buchanan. I kind of drifted off on that one, sorry. 
And there's a whole thing about Christian Heigold that this article in the Whiskey Advocate has. And Whiskey Advocate kind of broke this whole new thing that is coming out with Heigold from Rabbit Hole. I will tell you the cool thing about this one is aged and handcrafted cast from Kelvin Cooperage. And they made a pretty big deal about that when you looked at the press release. They're crafted from new American oak and then toasted and charred with wood fire furnaces by the Kelvin Cooperage. And then says wood fire and toasted. So they want us to know that. So it's definitely their own distillate though, right? It is. Also, if it's toasted, would you almost assume it's kind of the, the toast and the char that some other places use? I don't know. I mean, toasted isn't necessarily a synonym for charred, but then they do have two different meanings in the bourbon world for sure. Well, it says wood-fired, toasted, and charred. They toasted it before they charred it. Okay. It's a cool bottle. It is. a ver- I love that they finally put a blue on there. I, I do really like that. You know, they had the green for the rye, they had the black for the bourbon, they had the, the kind of maroon for their finished. I know, Zeke, we've had the bourbon before, the regular bourbon, but this is going to be a high malted rye bourbon. We've noticed a trend lately for more malt. Yeah, it kind of gets rid of that. I noticed that a lot of these young ones would normally have that like buttered popcorn, like young thing, but this doesn't have that. Yeah, a lot of times I get a citrus note when it's young, like buttered popcorn for you, citrus for me, but like I get it and I'm like, oh, this is young. If you look recently at Chattanooga Whiskey, I think it's one of the best damn transitions from a source product to their own stuff. And it's two and a half years old, but it's the way that they did it. It's it's a four grain malted. It's the only Tennessee high rye, but it's a high rye with some malt in there. It really changes the profile, and I think the malt can hide youth. I think also the fact that they use Solera on the 91 and Chattanooga's 111, you know, is that single barrel, but it's got a little bit higher proof. I think there are different things that don't always have the youth come in if they're done right. When it comes to Chattanooga, you know, their, their distiller used to be a beer maker. For Sam Adams. So he really focuses on that malty distiller's beer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he was, Grant McCracken used to work at Sam Adams and then he huh. went over to Chattanooga Whiskey. That's pretty cool. Well, what do you guys think? Have you been sipping on this? What What do you? I'll, uh, I'll let uh, MSP go first being a, you know, our guest. Oh, well, thank you. That's the only time I'll be polite tonight. Yeah, right. At least I got it out of the way. Well, Zeke's trying to be nice over here. Just... There's two of them in the Yeah. Group. Yeah, two rabbits on the cork. Yeah. So um, uh, the, with the nose. The before them. They multiply, you know. <laughs> on the nose, it's uh, it's definitely got a sweet, a really, really sweet nose. Like uh, I get like a lot of cherry, like cherry, like Luden's cough drops almost. And brown sugar, obviously. Uh, and my nose is really good. I was surprised. They picked a weird proof point, and it's 95 proof, so that's that's interesting. They didn't go with the, the standard bonded. They didn't go barrel proof. They they watered it down for some reason, 95 proof. But it works. So, yeah, it's uh, very sweet on the nose, and then on the palate, kind of, you know how some smell completely different than they taste? This kind of translates, for me, it's similar nose, similar flavor. I get the cherries on the front end and then like i get like a chocolate thing going on it's not hot at all no and it doesn't taste young either that's that's what i'm saying you you know how we it does to you i don't know if i get young I, it, I, do, it doesn't have that I like get, 
almost like a, a blanched feeling. Like it's kind of go. parching at the back to me. Like it, it's not hot, but it it has like a dry parching thing at the back end that I can't really get past. I would say it has its learner's permit, but it doesn't have its license yet. You know, it's almost ready to drive, but there's still something that's a little bit young to it. Like, like it needs to be supervised. Like it could go driving. You just no. When you first cracked it, I mean, I I was surprised that nose honestly, like, oh wow, like. This is pretty good. I mean, I was pretty close to where MSP was. I'd say the only difference might be um, more like a Twizzler type mm. smell or aroma thing to it. It's got some floral notes to it as well, but somewhere between like a standard Twizzler and those, uh, you know, just like licorice. You know, the strawberry, no, the, the, like the strawberry Twizzlers, like you peel off instead yeah, of the pull and peel. To me, that's exactly what I get off of it. And then like a little bit of the regular, like OG Twizzlers that are, you know, the small, darker ones. I get that little bit of floral. Then the palate, I mean, I, I, I don't get youth as in young corn. But I don't get a, a well-rounded yeah. product either. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's I, why I, my analogy stands <clears throat> up well. Well, that's why I was really trying to figure out, like, all right, not young, quote-unquote, because to me that's a different profile, but it's not well-rounded, and I don't get a ton of flavors, especially not what I would expect it from the nose of this thing. I was thinking, all right, maybe they are onto something, and, you know, it'll be the first time I've, I've been wrong on my guess going in, but... I don't know. I, I really can't. It's awful sweet. It's very, very sweet. Almost too sweet for me. Well, I think there's a reason why, and I, I don't want to get caught up on age because we constantly harp that age is a number. There, there's different things like the whiskey will tell you when it's ready. Don't get caught up on the actual number. But I still do think that when you're aging in Kentucky and Tennessee, there is a considerable jump from three to four years. There's a reason why bottled in bond was four years. I think that when you let it mature to that four years, you're going to get something different. I still hate when people say four years is young. All the bourbon that came out back then was like four to six years. Yeah. I hate when people say, oh, it's so young. That's How the sweet it? spot. It's four years old. It's like, all right, if it was two years old, go ahead and say it's young. But four years is... Right. The government has a certification for something that's at least four years old. I do get the cherry, strawberry. I am a fat kid. I love Twizzlers. Zeke, you're spot on with that. What do you get palette-wise? I mean, I, I, again, I can't really get a lot of words for it. It's than- sweet. It's super sweet. I think if they bumped the pro- the proof up to 100 or 110, you'd, yeah. you'd lose some of that like real, real sweetness. It's just very sweet to me. But not a bad thing. It's just I like a little more kick than I mean. This would be great in an old fashioned. It's sweet, almost a little bit of honey. I don't get the high malt that I have from other malted whiskeys lately, like an Old Elk or a Chattanooga. Or I can pick it up in the middle, like right before I get that kind of parched, dry back in. I mean, nothing. It tastes like it, but it almost feels like some of the wine finish kind of things where they get real dry to me on the back, and you, and you just get that super evaporated feeling mm-hmm. left in the mouth. Obviously, at least I don't think it's a, any kind of finish, but I do get a very similar reaction to it. I definitely like it. I mean, I think it's a great pour. I don't think it's a seventy dollar pour. I think that's where I get held up. Something that was a little more in the sub fifty range. I think I would be much more forgiving to it. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the whiskey itself. I mean, I would love to see what it would be like, you know, four to five years old opposed to three to four years old. But at the same time, I like the nose a lot. I, I think it's a little bit on the mouth feel. I wish it had a thicker mouth. Yeah, feel. it's thin. It is thin. 
know, I think it's a great pour at 70 bucks. It would be a bar for me. It wouldn't be a, a buy. I envision one of those uh, scenarios where, you know, like a, a coworker or somebody gives you a gift of like what they perceived was, you know, a nice bottle because it's going to have a good price tag to it as well. And you're kind of like, all right, this is when we just leave on the bar because it, it's a very recognizable bottle. Somebody later on down the road, if I pour this for them, they'll see it in the store the next time and be like, oh, man, he poured me some of his expensive stuff. And he's like, mm-hmm. yep, I, I keep that for when the folks are here that, that just want to pour some bourbon. Is this like <laughs> when people used to get their boss's bookers just because it came in the box? You know, they're like, oh, it looks like it's really because oh, yeah. it comes in the well, box. You know what I mean, though? Like somebody shows up, oh, just, just pour me some random bourbon. I don't know. What, what do you have? And, you know, you pour that because it's a unique bottle and like they're going to go to the store the following week. And then, you know, they're going to look like, I wonder what he poured me. Exactly. Oh, damn. He gave me a similar bottle? Or people Google it. I thought it. that was some good yeah. stuff. People always Google. Yeah. <laughs> it's gauche to Google, but you do it anyway. Uh, yeah. You, you, I mean, people do that all the time. The thing is, is like with all these new distilleries, 70, 70 bucks seems to be about like what all these guys are charging. Doesn't it seem about a, right in line, 50 to 70? A, a fair amount of them for sure are, are up there. And then some even get close to 100. I mean, you'll go in like a, a small town you've never been in. You'll see they have a distillery and, and then all the bottles they have for sale in the gift shop, they're all 70, 80 bucks. And you're like, damn, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, I'll say I, I've seen some folks come off of that. Uh, H. Clark was good about it. They've they've backed down as they've gotten more into the game and you know I guess less uh, out of an incline financially probably. Well, and they went up in age, right? So if you think yeah. about what H. Clark did, is they they kept that eighty dollar price point for their single barrel, but then made a small batch, went down to sixty, and then they they aged everything for years. But, so, but that's what I you know ideally like to see out of some of these crafts and you know but it's got to be hard to do when you say i mean yeah our product's better but we sold the previous stuff at this point why would we not just keep selling it and then get more of a profit turn tennessee is almost bucking the trend a little bit all the stuff like uh chattanooga 30 to 40 you have davidson reserve that is sub 50 you have what's bell mead so Bell Mead actually made the the cast strength reserve, right? They had their single barrel MGPs that were over a hundred now, but they also made the cast strength reserve, which was more at like a fifty dollar price point. And then I can tell you, I do not think the Nelson's Greenbrier, their own distillate that they're coming up with, I would highly doubt that crosses the fifty dollar barrier. Mm. So I think Tennessee is doing a good job bucking the trend of what craft distilleries are doing. I think they, they're showing that people can put out good shit at a good price. I completely understand, though. I mean, we, we had Heath Clark on, and we talked about what are the differences. And again, I have to applaud Heath. I mean, when he came out with this stuff, it was two years old. It was 80 bucks, And we said, okay, well, how is this 80 bucks at two years old? And he goes... Well, you know, first, my grain prices are more expensive. And he was going through all the different reasons why it's going to cost more for a craft than it would for a big box store. I appreciate that. But at the same time, you got to find a way to be competitive. I appreciate it, but my wallet doesn't listen to that appreciation, nor does it have extra dollars in it because of it. Yeah. I mean, when Rare Breed is 46 bucks. And it's one of the best damn things on the shelf, and it's barrel, you know, and exactly, cast strength. exactly. 
how do you, yeah, how do you grab something like this? You know, so John already threw out bar. I, th- I think I'm pretty much there as well. How about you, MSP? Is bar, uh, so, oh, I see what you're saying. Buy or bar. Is that what it is? Or buy, or bar, or give to Barfield. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably pass altogether, honestly. For 70 bucks, like you said, you can get two Russell's reserves, just about. One. I mean, Russell's is up to 60-something now, so with tax in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is 60 now, isn't it? Yeah. God, I remember when that was like 30 or 40. Uh, you can get the white label for 30, yeah, and then you cheap. can get the... Which that white label is damn good. So I mean, if you're gonna tell me I could get two white label Russell's reserves for this thing, I'm gonna take the two white label Russell's reserves. But I, I think bar would be okay. You go to a bar, you order this, say it's thirteen bucks a pour. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be upset paying thirteen bucks for this for a pour. I think that there's there's times you go and 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 it's also one of those things where if we're saying bar. I think there's stuff in there that's good enough that you want. To yeah, it's just simply to try it. if intrigued by it, buy it at the bar first. Don't don't just uh, yeah run to the store and grab. And it. And I don't know where these guys distribute to. I've never seen this in Charleston. So it's in Kentucky, Tennessee. I forget where else, but I, I know it's around the area. They are growing. They have this killer. So this would be right up your alley, though. Their distillery in Louisville. They have a partnership with Death and Company. Mm. So all of their cocktails were crafted by Death and Oh, Company, that's cool. And they have this awesome, awesome distillery in Louisville. Like, I will tell you right now, I think Rabbit Hole is doing great shit. Like, I really think that they are a good distillery doing good things. I just wish they would let the whiskey sleep in the barrels just a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, I, which I'm sure they're doing. I I, I, I wonder where it was, you know, at different proofs because I mean, we all got a really good nose. If you look at this thing in the glass, it sits well, has good, you know, tacky, thick legs yeah. to it. Like literally, everything's there except for just the profile. And I even wonder if that could just be a proofing issue, not even anything else. That's what I'm saying. Bump it up to 110, and maybe they're doing something like that. They got it in the works, but bump it up to 110 and give it that extra little thickness on the mouthfeel. I mean, it does everything else. Yeah, it's a nice color for three years. It's a nice color. But yeah, this at six to eight years with at 110 proof, it'd be be pretty baller. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, Zeke and I are a bar. Mike's a pass. I, I think it shows a lot of promise. I mean, I think it's a good pour. If cherry and strawberry Twizzlers, it's a sweet pour. A lot of sweetness on it. If any of that intrigues you, go to a bar and try it. Definitely on the radar. Yeah. Want to remind everybody before we close out, all of our glassware is provided by distilleryproducts.com. So all these glasses that Zeke, Michael, and I are going through here are provided by distilleryproducts.com. If you are in the industry, chances are you probably already know about distilleryproducts.com. Most of the Glencairns from your favorite distilleries have come from them. They're the ones that everybody goes to, but they also have other glasses there. They have neat glasses. They have those new Irish Rua glasses. They have flasks. They have decanters. But if you're looking at wholesale products and and say you have a group, you have a lot of people in your bourbon group and you're looking for a glass, go ahead and check out distilleryproducts.com. If you are in the industry and you want to get in touch with distilleryproducts.com, 
go ahead, reach out to me. I will make sure I get you in touch with them. They have great, great products at great prices, and they are some of the nicest people to work with. So I want to thank them for providing us glasses here for all of our tastings. Michael, I hope you will come back again soon. I mean, we might get a couple episodes with you while you're here for the hurricane, right? Oh, yeah. I plan on taking advantage of Zeke's Airbnb as much as I possibly can. Uh, (laughs) Worst case scenario, we're about 350 days out from a repeat visit. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. And and if you hear another episode coming up here soon with MSP, you know that uh, the hurricane made him stay here a little bit longer. So we're just super happy to have you. Thank you. No, I really do appreciate you guys having me. Seriously, Zeke, that's that mean it really it really helps out, man. Michael, where can the folks find you? Where can they find me? Yeah, on social. Do you want to get that oh, out? Like, I'm sure. I mean, ladies, my, hit up MSP. My, He's a good look. my Instagram is basically food, my dog, and bourbon, and that's about it. I just want to say MSP is a good looking dude. He has a good job. He has a good car. He has a good dog. Don't forget insurance. And he's got insurance. That's a, that's a kicker yeah, these days. <laughs> that's a, right? He has life insurance. <laughs> so, like, if you want to get here Jesus. Uh, Mike but, Dog 14. Mike Dog 14 on Instagram. Well, go ahead and follow Michael. He's he's always a great guy. We love him. He's one of our best friends. We're happy to have him here. And uh, you can find us on the grams at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Go ahead and join our Facebook group. Answer a couple questions. We will let you in. We'd be happy to have you. Follow us on your favorite podcast app. We are on all of them. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. We want to thank Rabbit Hole again for sending us this high gold. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao. Bye. Bye.